morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm DG McCullough, Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a communications coach, a narrative coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, we unpack communications tips and strategies, and we're always looking for interesting individuals from all around the world who've found the gift, an opportunity, or even some knowledge from life's setbacks and challenges. The numbers don't lie. Gallup's annual State of the Workplace report and employment engagement poll for 2022 tells us that 60% of employees feel emotionally detached at work. 19% feel miserable, 41% feel worried, and 18% angry. More startling, the number, is that tying to the 50% or so who've silently resigned, meaning they're doing the bare minimum and they don't care if they're fired. With that, more employees are on the move, and I know because I see considerably more coaches coming to me wanting help with interviews within the organization they serve and or even externally. And yet the process itself of job interviewing can often daunt us because the questions can feel disarming, contrived, and designed to test our ability to share failures, successes, even our personal qualities as managers and leaders. I see job interviews stressing the best and the brightest, but we can prepare our minds and our words to sound fluid, calm, insightful, and even in an interview. That's what we're exploring in this week's podcast episode. Three popular interview questions and coming up with the tools to help you respond in confident, clear, and authentic ways which help you land the job. Here's the most popular question that disarms the best and the brightest. Tell me about yourself or asked differently, Walk me through your CV. The question here disarms many job hunters, and I think I know why. This question is broad, general, vague, and tricky, in that no one perfect way to answer the question exists. But what if we turn that question around and ask, what does the interviewer hope to learn from me through asking this question? I'd gauge that your interview wants to see how long-winded or how succinct you are in your response. A candidate who spends 10 minutes answering this question might also drone on in a meeting. Not good. Listen for the parts of your CV and job history you choose to share with them. This question tests your analytical abilities to showcase the parts of most interest to them. Watch and hear you. They want to notice how you seem as you share your story on your work. They want to test how passionate you feel about it. So how ought we answer such a loaded question? I don't have all the answers, but a few best practices come to mind, including answering the simple question with passion and intent. Choose the parts that most excite you so you can show you're positive about the work you do, that you just love it. Plain and everyday versus jargony language. That means replacing the words like enable with help and solutions with the problems or the conditions you aim to solve. 
interesting and select details. So you want to choose a theme you want to showcase and align that with whatever threads you pull from your summary. Brevity. You want to inform your audience all about yourself and your work within one to two minutes. That means cherry picking what you really want them to know about. Provide scant background, establish the arcs, and then just find that narrative within. Here's the other big thing. You want to know and trust that the tell me about yourself question is just the opener. You've got a full 30 to 45 minutes to tell them more. And more questions will and do come. Here's another interview question that can throw us. It's tell me about a time where you failed and how you pulled through. So let's step back and apply some of the similar techniques to our next popular but tricky question on failure. What does the interviewer want to test or know from this question? Here are a few ideas. Your comfort with failure. Your ability to share something legitimate versus something peripheral where the failure came from someone or something else but not you. Your vulnerability. What story you choose to tell can really help you stand out. Choosing a time where the failure became public or well-recognized over something that only you knew about takes confidence and perhaps some courage. Your ability to pivot from that failure, your ability to find that sage perspective, that gift, that opportunity or a lesson, preferably one that serves you well even today. But also your storytelling capabilities. Here's the thing, the only way to speak of failure is to think of a time when you failed. Then, deliver that story in ways where your audience really learns about you, your mindset, and your work. Here's my theory around the failure question. Leaders fail all the time, but true leaders shine when responding well to failure and then communicating in real language what went wrong to their stakeholders and to their teams. So whatever your take on that failure question, here are some best practices you might keep in your back top pocket, just some tools to keep in mind. Finding a short story within which includes the situation, the challenge, and the results. Also, add a so what statement at the end. I'm talking one to two pithy sentences on something that you learned. That's the micro, but then make it more macro, something that others can learn from too. Staying brief and unapologetic. You want to avoid over-explaining anything contextual and just share the pertinent facts and feelings. Also, share some of your feelings, even a slither. If you felt embarrassed, then tell us so. If you felt humiliated and like you couldn't go on, maybe add that too. You're also wanting to remain, remaining strategic becomes important too, because you're thinking ahead of the job that you're going for and what kind of readership or other skills the interviewer seeks. But you want to stay honest. Anything even slightly promotional, especially when speaking of failure, will tune out your audience. Here's the third one. Share an example where you had conflict. How did you help make a decision? And how did you gain consensus? Employers want to know how you deal with conflict because of those numbers I shared in today's intro notes. Engagement's low. Many feel restless. This question around conflict and your ability to get others to decide and build that consensus tests how agreeable you are 
and whether you'll increase or decrease the attrition problems that companies face. No one way to respond exists, and I really mean that, but you may want to share within this response your comfort level and your mindset with conflict. Your communication style. Do you sound combative, harmonious, kind or stern when communicating conflict or trying to resolve it? Your influencing skills, because don't forget, if a conflict ties to a team not rallying around together, then the company wants someone who can help others align and see the commonality versus the differences across teams. Your self-awareness, your EQ, to effectively resolve conflict, we must stay self-aware, empathetic, and intuitive. This question's also really asking about your courage. Resolving conflict requires confidence to tackle and speak to what's there. Whatever story you choose, and I believe you do need a story to answer this question around conflict effectively, because it does ask for an example, some other things to think again about. What qualities the interviewer really wants to see based on the current problems within the company? You might read up on Glassdoor about the culture there. What timely elements do you possess? What qualities do you possess? And why do we need these elements now? Think of what's swirling around contextually to show versus tell why the way that you handled this conflict can help improve the status quo, even if just a little bit. And if you're not sure, ask the recruiter within the interview what problems they currently face when it comes to morale and or productive conflict then base your answer based off of what they reply. I chose interview responses as my topic for this week's Sage Sayers episode because I hear from the field big concerns. Many waste hours overthinking the ad hoc hoc questions and then they worry that poor responses will dash their chances of a wonderful job. I hope that having a mentally fit and journalistic approach to some of the top three interview questions I'm hearing from the field helps. I hope you feel more confident and more prepared. I hope you enjoy these insights too and find them helpful for any high stakeholder interview you encounter. And if you're not needing these skills, but you know someone who is interviewing, then pass the episode on. I want to thank my coaches who lift me up each week and they inspire every episode that we recreate in this podcast. Thanks also to my producer, Dota Naini. He's also known as Titan32 on Fiverr. Thanks for editing this podcast, Dotan. And thank you for listening. Do look in the show notes for my thought leadership article on job interviews and get ready for that soft launch of my business communication workshops. It's all in the makings including the first workshop, which is writing your CV and work story like a journalist. It's a three-part series coming soon. You'll find those posts on LinkedIn under the hashtag Brave Communicators. That's it for me this week. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.